back. Hi, everyone. Today we're here again to <laughs> talk about movies with roomies at the movies. What's new? We are Aunt's back Mom again. <laughs> yes, I'm really excited about today's episode. Actually, I'm looking forward a lot. Yeah. We have some nice things prepared um, because some might say that it's like movie high season right now huh it's award season yes with the oscars also approaching golden globes yeah. have just passed it's uh some big award ceremonies that are happening and um well what can we say we hopped on that boat yeah we are taking part on the trend i would say and today's episode we're actually uh talking about someone who's very important right now in this award season, I would say. Indeed, and yeah. Is making a very impactful, I don't want to say like entrance, but it's finally getting recognition, I would say. Um, she's been active in this line of work since 2015 mm -hmm. with her feature debut. I mean, she already did some uh, short films and we're talking about... Chloe Zhao! Yes, uh, so Chloe Zhao is actually a Chinese filmmaker who is um, especially known for her independent U.S. films. Um, and yeah. Uh, and she's this year, she's Oscar nominated several times yeah. for her movie Nomadland. Nomadland. Um, probably you've heard it everywhere. Like, I feel like everyone is talking about that movie. And um, we watched it and we will share our insight today. And we will just, we looked at her filmography and um, her life a little bit. And we will introduce to you who Chloe Zhao is. Um, yeah. I mean, and I think she's really cool. She, I really like her. She <laughs> is doing a really special type of directing, I would say. I've never really seen uh, films in this way, you know, that are fictional, but feel so real and yeah. tangible. The way she does it is really uh, special. Also, because uh, I saw someone in an interview say this, that um, she is a Chinese filmmaker, and she actually was born in Beijing. And uh, I believe she attended a British school sometime in her teenage years. And then she went on to study... Uh, also at NYU, and um, she's doing these American, like, storytelling, and one, like, would say, like, she's t talking about cow cowboys and um, life on uh, reservations. reservations, and, um, like, also talking about, uh, yeah, like, these, what you would call, like, modern-day nomads, like, people mm -hmm. who live on the road, and um, in this interview, they were saying, uh, like, you would think that maybe she's um, making like more of a voyeuristic cinema, like standing from the outside, looking inside. But her the way that she fully immerses herself into these stories and really makes it feel so intimate, like she's really inside and so educated about that way of life. And it really shines through in her cinema, like in I her agree. films. And I think she shows in America that is not oftentimes represented like she really shows a very different side from what you think of when you think of american stories really um and her movies are very like she made three feature films so far her first one is called songs my brothers taught me and she uh, it got released in 2015 the second one is called the writer and it um came out in 20 
17 and the third one is Nomadland, which came out last year, 2020. Yeah. And um, they all feel like they're part of the same universe, really. Um, and she works in the way that she um, she says she's just inventing characters for for a world that already exists, which I think is a very like beautiful kind of approach to filmmaking um, that... For example, Nomadland is based on a novel and the universe already existed and she was already very familiar with it and then she just invented a character to inhabit that world. And I think that's maybe what makes her movies feel so real. And actually, I was so surprised because um, <laughs> when I was looking at what like how her movies are categorized and when I then read like neo-Western and stuff like that, I was like, mm, maybe this is not for me because the Western genre, I really, it's, I can't really relate to that. To be honest, it's not, it doesn't speak to me, doesn't resonate with me that much, but I'm telling you, they really hit me in a different way. Um, oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so different now. It's much better, huh? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear this in the recording, but my voice <laughs> just uh, got up a lot. Um, so yeah, that is what we're going to be talking about today. And the first movie yeah, that I we just, will be discussing... Wait, I just oh. want to uh, quickly mention also uh, that actually she is um, the first Asian woman to win the category in yes, the true. Golden Globe Awards. And I think it's especially relevant in the times that we're in right now. Um, especially with the re recent shootings, um, yeah, it makes me like it's really difficult to like talk about it without getting emotional. But I think it's um, really important to have representation. <laughs> but yeah. Oh damn! <laughs> I'm getting so emotional over it. It's okay. I mean, it's it's terrible. And um, also this year. Emerald Fennell, who made Promising Young Woman, and um, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. They're the two women, like the, the first two women that have been nominated for Best Director at the Oscars ever. It's the first time that there's two women nominated at the same time, and I think that's yeah, really awesome. And also, she is the second woman to win a Golden Globe for directing since Barbara Streisand. Yeah, in which is crazy. 85, in 84, so yeah, I I think she's really doing a lot yeah I and really i think great. it really shows like there's still so much work to do but we're getting there slowly like that's a big thing you know like two women being like nominated at the same time L it used to be only men always oh, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay wow <laughs> today is a crazy day okay um shall yeah. we dive right in yeah let's start with uh <laughs> our debut <laughs> film um songs my brothers taught me and I mean, also this movie is actually so tough to talk yeah. about. Um, so it's like, um, I don't, I have Should to I? gather my thoughts. Yeah, go okay, ahead. Okay, so Songs My Brothers Taught Me is, um, I'd say it's a coming of age story of two siblings, Deshaun and Johnny Winters. Um, and they are two teenage Native Americans that live on the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota in America. Um, and... Over the span of the movie, both Deshaun and Johnny try to find their place in the world, I feel like. There's like a big um, element of searching. And Johnny, his kind of main 
Goal is he wants to get out of the reservation and move to LA with his girlfriend. Um, while Deshaun, who's only um, 11 years old, is kind of in the position that she has to be a grown-up even though she's just she's just 11 and she's trying to kind of fill the void of like a very difficult family background. The two have another older yeah. brother who is in prison right now and their mom um, is an alcoholic and it's not, it's very difficult. And, and the home, father is father absent and then passes passed away. away. Um, yeah. And so Jachan is um, looking for her place as becoming an adult, I'd say, in um, this movie. And she's attending her first party and she becomes friends with a local artist who kind of functions as a father figure later on a little bit, one could say. Um, and she learns more and more about her Lakota SU history. Yeah. Um, and it's a story about, I would say, the hardships of just having to be a grown-up when you're really not. And about family and about... And I think it's also very relevant to just um, also talk about how life is on um, the reservation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also to go beyond like the stereotypes exactly. of alcoholism yeah. and whatever there is because, um, yeah, they're living so marginalized and yeah. so stripped from their rights. And I think actually this movie, I wish more people would see it because... Mm -hmm. When, I, when we were watching this and also researching it, um, Theresa sent me a really good article about how the U.S. government is actually keep keeping these communities poor and continuing to strip them from their yeah. basic rights, basically. And just to give some insight, Pioneer Celebration, where the story is set, where it's all filmed and where the real stories are coming from, is the poorest area in the yeah. United States in total and that of course goes back to the history of those reservations in the first place which were created in systemic oppression yeah. to um, kind of take away spaces from Native Americans to m prepare them for white settlers so yeah. those Native American communities were given knowingly very like infertile grounds not very rich in resources and all of that which um And they they're not um, allowed to actually handle their own resources yeah, and their own properties. Own the, It's the insanely land. complicated. It's like a very yeah. big thing that I feel like no one is really talking about. I think that really needs a little more um, representation. And most stories that you hear about Pine Ridge are very stereotyped and very only about like you know um, high crime rates and all of that. And um, while that's I mean maybe one part, it doesn't show you the people that are actually living there. And I think this movie manages to do that does, very yeah. well. And it's not only about that. I think this is also a movie about dreams and... The creative people among yeah. uh, the community. And I also the children and everything that goes into. And I think it also um, shows really well like how difficult it is and how sometimes... Um, Life is just so difficult and you have so, mu so much suffering in it that you just cannot, um, how should I say, you're already doing so much. And yeah. I think it's really important to recognize that and um, and how unfair and like their treatment actually is, like getting it's arrested just, just yeah. so fast and everything. Um, but yeah, I 
I really this this movie was really emotional for me, especially Deshaun. Like just seeing such a young girl um yeah, like kind of trying to find her place. Mm-hmm. I feel like like kind of looking for someone who can look out for her and mm-hmm. I think my favorite part actually is when she um was spending time with the artist. Yeah. And uh they he was like sharing like his craft with her and like he even made like like he uh sewed like traditional clothing for her and I, that was such a beautiful like sequence in the film. That was definitely my favorite part of it. Yeah, I really like that too. Um I think my favorite parts were the moments because so I think we have to give a little more insight. Like this movie um Chloe Zhao works in a way that she takes real stories and tries to bring them on the screen. And basically the story of Johnny, that's 80% actually the story of the actor that yeah. played this character. So it's a fictionalized version of his own life. So 80% of what we see there is really how his life is. And he really grew, yeah. grew up at Pine Ridge, same as Deshaun. And that's their real names, actually. They're really called that. Um, while they're not siblings, they could very well be. Like, it's kind of... Um, it's very real to what it's really like. That's yeah. the consensus that also like critics have given it and that's a um, kind of response that this movie has gained. And um, I just think there's moments um, where we follow more Deshaun and there's moments where we follow Johnny more. And it's a very like loose kind of way of storytelling because um, actually this was not the movie that Chloe Zhao originally wanted to make. So she actually, she said in an interview that she lost the funding for the scripted movie that she had written and like you know all figured out how usual movie making goes about um she lost the funding for that one very last minute and so she kind of had to make arrangements but she had been living um at pine ridge for approximately 10 months like during the span of two years to really get to know the people and to make sure that she's not making just a voyeuristic kind of portrait but that she's actually telling real people stories and gaining their trust and that they're you know participating in creating the the story that's being told and that they have power over their representation i really respect like that aspect of her work so much is that actually she's not just telling an imagined version of like or like an outside perspective of as i said earlier and how she fully immerses herself in order to allow the viewer to get a more truthful uh, depiction of the stories that she tells and uh, I just think it's so beautiful and actually that even the people are willing to participate yeah. in this says so much I think so I am really happy and I, I really wish actually this movie was um, recognized more mm-hmm. w- uh, widely for um, this aspect especially mm. I haven't heard about it like if we wouldn't have done this no, podcast episode no, and if you wouldn't either. have started researching about her I wouldn't have found it I yeah. think um, and what I was going to say so the cast except for the actors of the mother actually and like the girlfriend of Johnny they're all non-actors and the family that you see there that's actually the, the like um, the kids families so I think that's also what makes it very real and because very little was actually scripted and many scenes were really just um chloe and her uh, cinematographer joshua james richards who by the way i think i think did an awesome job it's beautiful it's so beautiful the way they show off the nature and yeah that's another thing we have to talk about the nature wow just be and i think this is consistent in all of her movies um 
the way she shows nature, and I think that's also why, like, it feels kind of um, like we're always in the same world in yeah. her movies. And, um, yeah, like, the, the nature is just captured so beautifully. And uh, in uh, songs my brother taught, brothers taught me, actually there's, like, this scene where they throw sand into the wind. So beautiful. And <sighs> I don't know, that felt so meaningful in that moment i don't know how but it really felt like that was like hope it's really tender like it's a pretty yeah. heavy film i think it's very like it's not something that you can just watch away i think like it's it's kind of heavy material but in the end very hopeful and that's yeah. what what made the movie for me and while it's pretty slowly paced um it's very for me the moments between the siblings where they interact and the beginning at the end, that's what, what really carries it for me. And there's beautiful, beautiful shots of um, Tashan and Johnny walking through the prairie, kind of. And I just, like, I think that's breathtaking. That kind of nature, I just can't believe that that's real. And I can't can't grasp how we have that on Earth, you know. It looks so, so different. And how this whole, you know, I, I, I just kept thinking how all these people's, hardships and lives and like dreams and aspirations and wishes and broken hearts and all of these things are like situated in this insane background that they probably like for us to see that that's insane but that's just their that's just their environment like that's just what it looks like and i think it's really stunning and something i have not seen like that before yeah but i feel also like it's just because you know it's uh, wherever you grow up Oh, absolutely. You I mean, like, like <laughs> I'm not from there. I'm like, you yeah, feel I'm so a city person. So. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think, I I mean, it made me really want to actually go see it mm -hmm. for myself as mm -hmm. well. And, yeah, I um, I, I really like this movie, actually. It was a slower pace, I have to admit. Yeah. Um, but it I feel like it's kind of meditative, yeah. you know. Uh, so... This movie requires a little bit of like patience and like letting it flow, yeah. kind of. And, and it's um, very, I think it feels like you're there too. Yeah, I think that's why, because yeah. it's like, like it has like this uh, authentic like passage of time, yeah. and also although the passage of time in this film is so ambiguous, you mm -hmm. don't never know mm -hmm. like um, at what point we're starting and how much time has passed until the end of the movie, but. Um, it's it all feels very loose. like very daily life ish, yeah. um, and I yeah. I really yeah. liked it, and I would like to quit um, talking about this movie with one quote of Chloe Zhao, and she said about this movie, "I hope that everyone else who's watching will realize that the question, why don't they just leave, um, which is oftentimes what people ask when they hear stereotyped um, representations of people in Pine Ridge in particular." Um, that this question, why don't they just leave, is a very complicated one. It's not the solution to the problems. And also to just take a moment to get to know a group of interesting characters, to experience their family ties and the magnificent landscapes right in their backyards, and hopefully understand why their attachment to this land is so strong. And I think this sums it up perfectly. I think she she reached this aim. Damn, there's like children screaming yeah. on the hallway. I'm so sorry if you can hear this in the recording. It's going to be all right. Um, but yeah, and also, I'm very pleased because today, all the movies that we're talking about, you can absolutely watch them with your parents. Yeah, absolutely. That's true, actually, <laughs> you can watch it with anyone. 
Yeah, yeah maybe with your siblings, actually. Yeah. That would be cute, I think. Um, it's really, like, it hit a spot in my heart. I really liked it. It was very beautiful. Um, right. Actually, I also wanted to mention something uh, more about Chloe Zhao is that um, I think her studies is a, an important aspect of mm -hmm. her work because she studied political science uh, in a liberal arts college. And um, it was a way for her to, and I quote, like, to figure out what is real. And she said, like, to arm yourself with information and then challenge that too. Uh, and I think that's really interesting in the context of her films and the way she works with it. I like I, that. I yeah. think she really, like, does arm herself with all of the research she, she can have, and it shines through. So um, let's talk about the next film, which uh, I apologize because we just had a hellish exam week <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we basically had only two days to really research about this subject that's how it and, goes sometimes um, we're being yeah. honest so and playing with open I'm cards being honest i was not able to watch the writer so i'm gonna have theresa take take the take the lead lead here all right and actually talk to me about this because i have yet to see it and Yeah. Yes. So you, I am <laughs> very excited. I'm going to take the floor now. Yeah. <laughs> so the writer um, is from 2017. And if I'm telling you that I thought that this was going to be the one out of the three movies that I would not enjoy, then that is true. I said actually to you the other day, I was like, oh, tonight watching the writer. I don't know how that's going to be. And I was so pleasantly surprised because the description is literally, um, we follow an ex-rodeo champion on his way after an injury, to find a new meaning to his life. As a cowboy. As a cowboy. And I was like, hmm, is this for me? I don't know. And so I started watching it. I wasn't really expecting much, to be honest. And damn, I got shot in the heart, you guys. <laughs> like, I really, I cried over a crying cowboy. I can't believe it. So I mean, you know, I feel like no matter who we are and what our profession is or hobby or like where we're from. I guess. I think we all have common hardships in a sense, like these deep stories that we all kind of feel it. Mm -hmm. You know, we all, I mean, you told me already about this earlier, like that this film is kind of about giving up dreams mm -hmm. in a sense. And I feel coming like to peace with yeah. having to give up dreams sometimes. And I think there's not many movies out there that yeah. are about that. Most are like about chase your dreams, never give up. Da, 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 da. But sometimes it also has to mean that you have to let something go. And um, to give you a better understanding. So um, this movie is set at the same reservation as songs my brothers told me. And actually, uh, Chloe Zhao met Brady Jandro, who plays like whose story it is that we're being told. Um, it's his real story. He she met him during her research for Songs My Brothers Taught Me. And um, she visited the ranch where Jandro was working and he was teaching her how to ride a horse. That's how the two met. And she had originally planned to put Brady, like to give him, to write a rule for him in Songs My Brothers Told Me. But then he actually had a really serious accident. He fell off um, oh, his so horse. Oh, so his accident yes. was after they yes. already met? Oh my yes. God, um, I did He not fell off that. his... Uh, a horse during a rodeo and he was a very accomplished kind of rodeo champion in uh, South Dakota and he 
got a brain injury, like a really serious one, a really serious one, which meant for him that he could never participate in the rodeo and ride a horse ever again, really. And because he was a horse trainer, that's an insanely, like, and he's a very young guy too. And it, it was just, you know, being confronted with you not being able to go after your dreams anymore because you literally, quite literally cannot. And um, so when Chloe Zhao heard about that, she decided to make this her new movie and she based the script on his story and it's very much um like his actual story like his um brady gender has a sister her name is lily and um she actually um lives with autism and she's a teenager and like they she's also in the movie and she plays his sister and her their father is also their real father and that those aspects really contribute to making it feel so tender this story is so beautiful um And there was just this one moment, and you guys, I really don't, I don't like animals, really. I'm going to admit it openly, and people think that's strange, but it's just, I, I don't have a connection to animals. But there was this one scene where Brady was taming this horse. <laughs> oh my and God. that's when I lost it. That scene. That's where you cried. That, that's when, where I was like, this is amazing. This is, I gave this five stars on Letterboxd. Five <laughs> stars. I never give anything five stars. Um And it was just, just everything about it. Also, what I love to see is like, you know, really like hard guys, you know, like they would always say like cowboy up, toughen up, da 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 da. Like it, it also deals with this toxic masculinity also in those circles a lot. And to just see a really like hard guy kind of being a really soft person and a very tender, caring and sweet Very, yeah, just a really soft person. That Something about that just, I don't know, did something with me. It was so beautiful. And um, yeah, it just follows around Brady who's trying to find a new purpose in his life. And as cliche as that sounds, it's it's so beautiful. You guys, you have to watch it. It, re it actually gained a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And five stars from me on Letterboxd. <laughs> so I don't know what you trust more. But um, I don't want to take away too much, but this is beautiful. The cinematography, again, it's also James Richards. He has been um, closed out as cinematographer for all the three movies. Um, and I think you can clearly see that this is the second time that they work together because it is, like, especially if you watch it after Songs My Brothers Told Me, this is such a, like, level up. It's such a step up. It's so, while Songs My Brothers Taught Me was already beautiful, this is crazy, like, Wow, I, I'm absolutely in awe and in love and I never thought that I could feel this much for a cowboy. Wow. And um, yeah, it's really beautiful. Recommendation, big fat recommendation. Yes, I think the listeners and I should definitely <laughs> find some time <laughs> to think, watch it. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, um, I guess I'll report back on it on Instagram. At I can't at wait to movies. hear from it. And uh, yeah, we can talk about it on, over there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I'm really excited to see this as well because I, I I felt I feel like I missed something in between. Yeah. Because um, then I watched No Man Land and that's like such a big mm -hmm. like step. From, It's a very big uh, step. That's true. Her debut feature, but um, yeah, thank you so much, Teresa, yeah. for filling us in on this. Also, one last word. I would nope. say this is the most agreeable out of the three. Like I like to say that about most one movie that we. Most accessible, you mean? Yeah, and the yeah. most agreeable. Like I think if you wanna. Um, because it's much, it's much like faster kind of than Songs My Brothers Taught Me, and it's like less. Um, I think it's it's more easy to relate to for young people perhaps than Nomadland, mm -hmm. 
And um, yeah, I'm just in love. I think it's it's really gorgeous. Okay, and you can also watch it with your parents. Watch it with your parents. <laughs> watch it with your friends. Watch it with your sisters, brothers, anything in between. Go watch it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and now I guess we are going to the grand final, the grand finale of uh, <laughs> the anticipated. I mean, Not of Chloe's out, but like of this year's uh, or 2020s, like Chloe's out's work. What mm -hmm. am I even saying? I'm jumbling my <laughs> words. <laughs> but um, yeah, we are jumping right in with Nomadland, uh, which is having a big moment at the like right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, this was so like I'm. I don't know. Like you said, it was so unexpected for you. The way you don't know what you were expecting, but. Yeah. Um, I I felt like after I watched the first film, I I had a feeling of what it could be, mm -hmm. um, and this film is okay. So it's about a woman who is sorry, <laughs> who is in her sixties, and um, basically it, this is set after the Great Recession, and her husband has sadly passed away, and um, now she's on a journey. In her little RV, it's RV, right? In her RV and like traveling through America, um, through the vast lands, honestly, like just on the road and like in between jobs, kind of like just having those jobs to sustain herself on the road and living, um, I guess, the modern day nomad life along with other people that she meets along the way who are part of this community, I would say, and are seeking something more after um, after having passed like passed that stage of their life where they're taking care of their children, maybe they've lost someone or they just don't feel like there's a place for them in um I guess like in the suburbs or like in the city and they're seeking out to see more of the world. And I think that's actually the most beautiful aspect of this film is how these people are so hungry for life mm -hmm. at the end, like at such a final stage of their life, I would say. I mean, some literally it's the f their final stages and they know that they don't have that much time anymore left to live and they just want to seek out the last like thrills and really accomplish their lives so that uh, they can die with no regrets and knowing they have seen what they were dreaming of and that's that's what t touched me the most in mm -hmm. this film i have to say and that's the what i could relate the most because i in the beginning i was a bit unsure about how i felt about this film because i mean on the surface level it feels really unrelatable because it's like <laughs> elderly people in america like living the a kind of lifestyle that Personally, I could not imagine for myself, but um, I can really see why they're doing, um, like, going through certain hardships in order to gain, uh, like, precious moments that otherwise would not be possible. And I think that's my main, like, take away from this story and I'm really excited to hear what you think about it Theresa. I really liked it I really did and I think um, we said before like we said earlier that 
all of the movies kind of feel um, like they're part of the same universe because also, I mean, the nature is just like very similar. The um, And because this was also shot close to Pine Ridge and in this sort of environment, which is just a, a part of the, the country that Chloe Zhao is very familiar with. So um, there's also reoccurring characters kind of in all three there's um in all three movies there there are two guys who make constant reappearances who make you feel familiar with the um with the universe that you're in and with with what you encounter on screen and there's this one saying um this one guy said to fern who is the protagonist in nomadland that he never says final goodbyes he always says i'll see you down the road And I think that's actually really beautiful that it's like it's never the last time and you you will actually meet down the road again. Um, and for me, I thought it was so refreshing to see um, elderly people on screen because it's it's there's they, like very few people under 60, I'd say, in this movie, like maybe one or two people or something. Um, and it's so refreshing. And to just see a woman, you know, an elderly woman just deciding to kind of start off with a tabula rasa, like just to start off completely new and to be so brave to just leave everything behind and search what has meaning for her. And eventually she, f from how I got it, she finds comfort in nature. And I think that that's beautiful. <laughs> I think it's so beautiful. Um, and yeah, just there were a lot of really... Um, really delicate moments here and that's what what made it so special for me and i like this movie also like plays in the span of a year yeah um approximately a bit a little bit longer um and i think i feel like i'm talking so far away from the mic <laughs> <laughs> you're fine um and i think uh the way that she tells the story you really feel like you're experiencing all the good moments and the bad moments together, yeah. kind of. And I mean, although I wouldn't say there's a particularly bad moment, but, you know, there's like hardships to it. Yeah, and sometimes it's just difficult. Sometimes, I mean, you know, uh, someone gets sick and mm. or your friend, like, sadly, like, is uh, passes away. Like, and I, I think this is a very relevant thing for especially elderly people. Uh, that the fact that loss becomes just a part of life, such a part of yeah. life all of a sudden, because everyone's getting older. And I think they actually find comfort, especially with yeah. that saying, like, um, we'll meet down the we'll road, meet down the road, because they feel like they find comfort in the fact that they're together now doing mm -hmm. what they like. They always say she did what she had to do. Yeah. Like, I'm doing this for myself and now there's nothing else that I can do. And I think it's really inspiring, actually, because um, I think there's many people out there that maybe feel like after 50, their life's over and that there's nothing more. Yeah, and more that maybe also just feel really constrained yeah. and, and restricted in 
you know because i feel like if you decide to lead a life like that like fern in this movie you kind of um break out of society completely yeah. like you absolutely um abolish all expectations and that's also something that fern in the movie encounters too like um her old friends don't understand why yeah. she's doing that to herself why she prefers to sleep in a van instead of even living people in a, from the road yeah people some people you know then find their places back with their families yeah. and that's completely okay too but it's not the right thing at that moment for fern yet um and that how that is the right thing for her and how she just has this still this hunger you know to see so much of the world and, and to how they also don't want to kind of back down i f i feel like even through illness even yeah yeah you know they're like it just fires the curiosity i think they'd rather live out their life than mm -hmm. stay in a hospital bed and mm -hmm. i mean that will like have attacks on their time mm -hmm. i guess but they spend it in a more meaningful way to them yeah uh, and i think that's actually now i see like we uh, <laughs> theresa showed me uh timothy chalamet actually talking <laughs> about this film and now yeah. i i feel like i understand more what he meant when yeah. he was saying that um It made him want to like live life mm -hmm. even more, mm -hmm. and um, and how also every really day see. is you know, you can't take it for granted every yeah. day. And as cheesy as this sounds, you read this a lot on like I don't know like wallpaper kind of s sentences or something like that, whatever. But like it's true, you know, like you never know when it's going to be over. And I think also not only if you're 60 or 70 or 80, but also if you're 20, if you're like us, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And as scary as that sounds, like every day is kind of a gift, and you. Every day has the potential to be beautiful, you know, and I think that's something to really take away from this. And um, what I also would like to talk about um, is, again, here, except for Frances McDormand, all of the other characters in this movie are non-professional actors and actresses. And they play, again, fictionalized versions of themselves. And even um, Fran who plays Fern, right? Like, you already see the resemblance here. And she to a big part, created this character. and Yeah, she actually approached yes. Chloe Zhao for the making of this movie. Because it is film. based on um, a, a book. Mm -hmm. and But this character of Fern is completely new. Like, it doesn't it's exist in the book yet. It's fictionalized. Yeah. And actually, um, Chloe Zhao was saying in an interview that Fran approached her with telling her when she turns... I think it was 62 or something like that. She wanted to change her name to Fern and hit the road. That that's what she wanted to do. Wow. And that this is really the life yeah. that she... That's that's apparently what Frances McDormand told her husband. That that's what she wants to do. Um, and that she just has, you know, so much curiosity still inside of her. And that's so beautiful because I think it's really easy to just get stuck in routines these days. And to just don't go out there anymore. And um, I think... That's beautiful. It's so nice. And um, also, like, so this this character of Fern is kind of a mixture between the environment described in the book and Chloe's are herself because she also, like, she said that she has been living on the road for approximately five years of her life, just touring and living this kind of lifestyle where you encounter random people. And actually, that's also something I really enjoy, like the, um, the getting to know strangers on the road and just this general sense of just being kind to each other and interested yeah. that i really liked a lot and it was she very also nice was really i mean she was planning on making um, a film like this mm. uh, initially but she actually wanted to film it with 
uh, younger people. I yeah, heard. right. But um, I, when she got introduced to the book and also um, Francis, uh, they actually switched it up. And I think that was the best decision. That they was could a make. really great yeah. decision. And I feel like, um, like everything that the all the lessons in this film is like not at all on like too on the nose. It's like. Mm. It's like you're actually learning these things as the characters are learning mm -hmm. it without actually having to um, say it, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and, and I, I think, think also it, it offers a broad uh, scope of interpretations. Everyone can yeah. take different things away from this. Yeah, I think so too. And that's I very think special. that's really good. And also, um, actually we watched it with uh, Some other three friends, other friends yeah. of ours. Uh, <laughs> we had a little sleepover situation and we were like, okay, let's watch this and i think um everyone had like a little like piece that they took along with there were this. some moments where it got very silent huh yeah like, just actually some moments really touched my heart so much i have to say like oh damn some moments were very heavy and then we all got really silent. we were like joking around you know how it is when you watch movies with friends and you make like fun little comments but then all mm -hmm. of a sudden it got very quiet and like I think everyone had to digest a little bit what they saw. And yeah. um, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, and also initially I kind of was like, is this movie maybe about loss uh -huh. and stuff like but that? It, but it's then not I, at all, I, right? I changed my mind about it. Mm -hmm. I was like, actually, no. I think it has a more hopeful message. And uh, I saw r some reviews on IMDb. And, like, some people were, like, saying bad things. Like, oh, really? Like, this is not at all, like, what life is like on the road. Like, obviously, it was, like, polarizing. Some mm. were like, yeah, this is true. And mm -hmm. others were not agreeing with it. Because some people actually felt like this was a sad depiction. Oh, really? But I don't feel I don't like it was think sad so. at all. I don't think it's about the sadness or no. the melancholia in this film at all. Um, but I, I, I think it's, as you said, like... Everyone interprets it mm. a different way, and there's so many ways that mm. you can look at this film. Um, I mean, I, th I guess we're just looking at it in a more hopeful manner. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad I watched this, and I think it definitely uh, deserves the recognition that it got. And I'm just so happy to see, like, women, and especially women of color, having like the recognition that they finally, deserve yeah. finally and i mean we're not nearly like not even halfway there to where no. it should be but so it's a start and i'm and I'm these really movies grateful. are amazing they're amazing they really are um also i wanted to add to nomadland i think the music was very important the music really was so beautiful like um, to me, and I read a little fun <laughs> oh fact God. that um, because like I listened to this interview and there, like there was a guy like a film festival director or something and he was like oh yeah the music in your movie was so stunning it really touched me a lot and then she was like yeah you know how I found that like Chloe's now yeah. was like that I just typed into YouTube <laughs> nature <Beautiful> music <laughs> classical music about nature and then <laughs> she found the um, writer the artist of this uh, the, the, that she then for employed to yeah. create soundtrack for her and it worked perfectly i think this is indeed beautiful classical music for nature and it really just comes it goes hand in hand and it just um complements each other so well and there are these shots where fern is walking in these long dresses through 
this insane nature again, you know, and it's just or like walking through a like storm oh. and the ocean is like it's so beautiful. Really, wow. I could not believe it. It was so stunning. Um, big fat recommendation. Also, Obama likes these movies. I wanted to add. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the writer. Obama. <laughs> Obama. Okay. Um, the writer, he put it on his favorite movies of all time list. What? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Well, now you know. Well, I don't know. So, I don't know saying. how I feel about the presidents of America. You know, but that's a controversial opinion. I'll keep yeah, to myself. Open another <laughs> But yeah, I'm really curious to see how the um, Oscars will turn out. I have, yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch, like, I want to watch more of the contestants, but Nomadland has a spot in my heart, I have to say. That would be very well deserved. Yeah. It, they would win. I really would want that. And I'm so curious to see. Chloe Zhao is going to direct, like, a Marvel movie. Yes, I was really very surprised surprising. by that, that she's working on Eternals. And I was like, okay. I so different Personally, from this. actually, I, I'm not an uh, action movie, like, Neither uh, am I. superhero am I. person. And I feel like that genre really clashes with her style so far. Yeah. But I kind of am intrigued to just see what she's going to do Me with too. it. Or if she's going to just follow the um, MUC. Is mm. that what they are? MUC? I don't know. MCU? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Um, like, I'm... Um, But yeah, I mean, she turned the Western genre around how for much me. So she we'll is gonna like have put her little like note in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, definitely let us know on Instagram if you've seen this movie and uh, if you enjoyed it. I'm sure you have and you will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, messages on Instagram at movies at the uh, roomies at the movies. Whoa. <laughs> Rumi's at the movies, and um, thank you so much, Teresa, for just talking with me Aww, today. That's so sweet. <laughs> thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah, I'm very grateful we're for you. We're running on like five hours of sleep <laughs> or something. But Don't expose us like know, that. I think um, it's been a night. I'm really. I'm really happy we did this, and like that we pulled through with it, this yeah. one. I feel a little bit like crying. I think crying oh. would be really nice right <laughs> Maybe now. Maybe that's why I got super emotional really fast. Um, but yeah. I think we should wrap it up now. This yeah. was fun. 46 minutes already. Guys. We do it every time. <laughs> but we're, we're getting better. We're yeah. getting better. And yeah, I just want to go out with saying that. Go on a road trip. Yeah, go on a road <laughs> trip. And like, just try to learn about these stories that you don't know much about and like call try your grandparents to, yeah learn about these people that feel like that are marginalized in society and also support keep an open mind artists and um directors of color and keep an open mind and be nice to each other and go for it let yourself be surprised there's so much out there so many amazing independent films and we don't need to be watching all this like shitty like white male director films because there's so much out there mm -hmm. and i think like this episode is a proof that we can learn so much from people amazing people and there is much more out there than you know yeah so yeah. alrighty, it was a blast once again Thank you so much. Have for a great listening. day, you guys. Thank you to Slim Radio for making this podcast possible. <laughs> and meet us at Roomies at the Movies. <laughs> Be nice to each other and drink enough water. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>